Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Woods. Putting STEM into every classroom every day. Well, thanks for joining us on this episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. And today we're talking with Ben Kidd from Kiroscope. Now, if you haven't seen a video scrolling around on, on the internet or on your Twitter feed or Facebook of Kiroscope and their virtuality, prepare to be amazed. And if you have, I just got to say, Ben, it's one of the most incredible, simple ideas I've ever seen. So welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast, Ben. Thank you very much. And a lovely intro. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's an award-winning t-shirt and an app that goes with it. So maybe you could just tell us real quickly, what is the virtuality, Ben? So the virtuality, uh, as, as far as we were concerned, was the ultimate way to learn about the body because you could learn about the body on a human body. We, we're using augmented reality to open up a portal into the internal organs. And of course, that's powered by your existing devices, your iPad or your phones or whatever. Um, and it's picking up the code and the, the design that's printed on our T-shirt. And the combination of the two creates, for one of a better word, magic, really. It is. It, it, is, it is so magical. I mean, just think of that. You're holding up a phone or an iPad or any other kind of device, and it basically reads that shirt like a QR code, and instantly you get to see this inside the body. Now, it's not actually your body inside you that you're seeing, right? No, exactly. We get that question quite a lot, and my response is always that if that was the case... I think I'd be receiving a Nobel Prize. No. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I mean, but if, but you, you could imagine though, I mean, this is, if somebody had to have, you know, some sort of surgery inside, you could program those in and it, it would adjust it automatically. That'd be like version yeah. 10.0 or something. We would, we would, we've always talked about this, but we would love to use it as a, as a way to make people aware about some of the bad things that go on as well. Um, oh, yeah. You know, like cystic fibrosis would be a really good example of that. I was speaking to a cystic fibrosis um, charity and they'd mentioned that particularly with gals, it was hard for them to communicate the importance of exercise as part of the regime for that um, disease. And they felt that the engagement value of this product, the T-shirt, would help break the ice, really kind of open up the conversation and, and, and make them more receptive to information, which was delightful to hear because, to be honest with you, that was exactly what we designed the t-shirt for it's all about engagement it's all about opening up kids minds and getting them excited about a subject and when they're in that state when they're in that place they learn so much quicker and they retain the information so to hear that from people and we do hear it a lot uh really makes all our hard work worth it We, we we love the feedback we get yeah. So if you're going to, if you want to look it up, um, I mean, you could search YouTube and you could search for Curiscope, uh, C-U-R-I-S-C-O-P-E, kind of like that melding of curiosity and I guess like microscope kind of, or, or yeah, it's, the, yeah. it's, it's the virtuality, great creative names even. Um, but, <laughs> but you guys, it really is. I mean, you, you can actually watch that heart pumping. You can watch all the things inside the body. Actually, the videos are incredible because you see like a classroom of kids see it for the first time, they all just go, whoa, it's got to be great, you know, and rewarding for you guys that have come up with this to, to see that yeah. kind of thing, opening up the lives of kids. So 
Yeah, I mean that's what we, we built it for. And we knew when, when we made um when we made the prototype and we started showing it around at Bet. Do you, you know Bet? It's like Itsy but for Europe. And people were just giving us wow, 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 wow. And then we started showing it to kids and they just were going bonkers. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, it just was that's that and, and you know what that wow? Like it's really what pushed us to make this happen. I think yeah. if people were just to be like, oh, that's okay. Yeah, that's all right, I suppose. We yeah. probably wouldn't have carried on, but pe- like the, the audience has pulled us through, you know, made this happen. Right. So, so how did you guys come up with the idea? Um, yeah. in, in a Mustang convertible, it was, <laughs> it was conceived as an idea. We were touring California uh, at the time. Uh, we were doing marketing and advertising animation and we and vr and ar had just come along and we went out to the states to pitch a bunch of vr and ar work uh-huh. and the process was good you know we, we we had some amazing meetings with amazing companies and got really good feedback but we just felt like the opportunity to just expand what we were doing as a company and marketing just was not big enough didn't warrant the technology technology warranted bigger thinking we decided that we would use our skills of visual communication and inspiration to buy dish soap to inspire kids to learn actually what dish soap is for example and periscope was born and the t-shirt was an idea that we knew would we knew we needed something that we could kickstart a company with on on kickstarter and therefore it needed to have some sort of tangible value we looked at kickstarter and apps just weren't getting funded digital digital only wasn't getting funded and that limitation on we have to produce something in ar that involves a physical product uh, and obviously naturally that would be a target or qr code whatever you want to call it Yep. And it just popped into my head while we were driving along. It was like, well, why don't we print it on a T-shirt and use it to open a portal into the body? Yeah. And that was kind of the end of the design conversation. Because <laughs> as go. you say, it's a nice, simple idea. And then we, we headed back and it was prototyped over Christmas and we launched in March 2016. Yeah. So so um, it a you know, free app, uh, App Store, Google Play. So what, you know, whatever kind of devices you have at your school, if you're a teacher or at, at home, if you're a parent, you can get, get the shirt in any size, uh, kids all the way up to adults. I can get blue or black, but it's, it's really, it's, I mean, just on its own, it's a beautiful shirt. It's, it's got style, but at the same time, it's got that form and that, that function as well. And you can get discounts. So if you were, if you wanted to get like a, a classroom set or, I mean, I suppose you don't have to have like one for every kid in the classroom, right? It really depends. So we talk to teachers a lot and we try and understand as much as possible what is useful to them. And there's a bunch of factors we learned that in dictates how many t-shirts you want need um one is devices so if your classroom has only got one ipad you probably you can just have one t-shirt you know because makes sense you can hook it up to your apple tv or whatever or a projector and you can bring up one of the students put it on them or put it on yourself put it in selfie mode Put it on a skeleton, put it on a mannequin, whatever you want to do, and you're good to go. Put it, put it on the dog. Put it on a dog, like <laughs> whatever you can smuggle into school, put it on that. <laughs> <laughs> so you can put it on anything, really. And then if you've got lots of devices, maybe it's one device per student, but maybe the way that you'd like to teach is in groups, then maybe, yep. 10, maybe 10 T-shirts is fine, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, again, there's all sorts of options. It really depends on what, what works really yeah. for you as an educator. 
And and I could imagine, I mean, these would be just a great uh, like award or prize, maybe at the end of the year or at a science fair, um, even just things like that, just to help encourage more kids to to get attracted to STEM and that science and stuff. Now, now this isn't just really a, a biology and science kind of application. I mean, you could you could use it in in a lot of other classes, although it's really designed for probably those best. Yeah, certainly. I mean, it doesn't even just get used in schools as well. Um, we get a lot of brands and corporates come along and want to use it because it's such an engaging tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, they use it to open keynotes about technology or about anything. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, that's how far wide-reaching. And don't forget, we we designed it as much of as a consumer product, kind of like a toy, as we did as a teaching tool. Um, yep. The educators have like pulled us over further and have made us more aware of how we can make it more valuable as a teaching tool. And as such, we've learned things like English teachers are using the app to have the children listen to all the speech that's in the app and then, you know, do like a comprehension exam after or like fill out the blanks or whatever it whatever it is that helps prove that, you know, the skill to hear something and then retain that information, comprehend it, and then be assessed in your ability to do that. Um, We've subsequently, we've since added lots of other languages. So you can now listen to the app in German with Korean subtitles. Now there's probably a school out there right now that's like, that is exactly what we needed because <laughs> we got we got we got a review come through um and again we get a lot of what we, a lot of this product is built around what people tell us they want and a teacher had left a review on our amazon which was like in spanish and i translated it um saying that she was looking for an app for her german class so i was really pleased that that wild example of having the mixed language actually totally totally relevant because a lot of those you know foreign language classes at a school uh, would be interested in basic vocabulary of things like uh, human body parts and and things like that and stuff now now it i know it has the digestive the respiratory skeletal renal circulatory system i know one of your new features is you can actually test your heart rate and have it actually pump at that rate right yes so we were kind of frustrated by the question we kept getting that is this your real organs is this your real organs and you know not frustrated in like a duh of course it's not way like <laughs> like frustrated in like yeah it sucks it's not your real organs <laughs> and, right. uh, and without getting like a grant from you know a nasa sized grant to try and work yeah. out how we would make that work on an iphone uh, right. we decided that what we would do would would be to try and hook as much of the product up as possible to your biometrics and in, in your body, mm-hmm. um, which is a challenge because I'm designing this for anyone's smartphone and smartphones don't have heart rate monitors in them traditionally. Right. So uh, I ended up with a phone that did. Um, it was like a Samsung S6. It was one of the earliest VR ready phones. And it had a heart rate sensor. And then I, I'd learned, I learned how that heart rate sensor works. And it actually works very similar to a camera. Okay. And then we, uh, we found out about the technique, and it's known as photoplatysmography, if I've said that correctly. It sounds, and, sounds right to me. That's how I always pronounce it. <laughs> and, so, and so what this does is essentially it, uh, it looks at the light traveling through flesh, be it a fingertip or whatever, 
And it's looking at the intensity of that light changing over time. And the reason that's relevant is because as your heart beats, it pumps more blood into your finger than was there before. And okay. therefore, that creates more density in the finger and it can transmit less light. And the image, as perceived through the camera, gets darker. So you hold your finger over the rear camera on the device and your smartphone camera will be literally watching the blood pump through your finger. And our app will count those pulses and then provide you with a result. And once you've got that result, you can then visualize that on your chest in augmented reality and wow. see your heart. Uh, beating at whatever rate it was just beating at, which now takes us into sort of uh, physical education and yep. PE, you know. Yep. So uh, another lesson that we can kind of now be part of. So yeah, that that was that was what that was important for us to do was, as, as I say, try and get some biometrics hooked up into this. Yeah, because then you can have a kid run and check their heart rate. They could have them be resting in heart rate. You could, and then then of course I'm a math teacher, so I'm imagining uh, taking all those numbers and you could work with those numbers. You could you could graph them over a series of days, and that could be any level math class. That doesn't have to be high school or elementary or anything in between. Um, and we produced like some teaching resources that uh, accompany things right. like the heart rate monitor. So it, and we, we provide graphs so the children can immediately start graphing because maybe you're in not maybe you're in PE and you don't want to be teaching about graphs. So you just want a graph to work with. But in your case as a as a maths teacher, so here's how we can end up in maths. Yep. It's like like you suggested, like we can be an excellent icebreaker to the topic of graphs, which, you know, yeah. I especially found maths. I I'm fascinated by maths now because <laughs> I can do wonderful things with it. But when I was at school, I found maths really hard to connect with because I wasn't really given the context. I was just given all these really abstract challenges that the rest of my life depended on my comprehension of. And no one <laughs> told me that I could make a shark swim realistically in augmented reality with a sine wave if they told me that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> beginning <laughs> right and so and so that's where something like virtuality and again we're talking with ben kidd from kiroscope which you can find on on twitter facebook instagram everywhere on social media or kiroscope.com um the t-shirts are available there the app is free in the app store and google play and and yeah vr and ar is is such a buzzword such a a lot of schools are trying to add those things in all the time now and again this is ar not vr right that's correct. Well, you know, when we're talking about augmented reality, we're, we're literally talking about your mobile device or perhaps a HoloLens or some other dedicated mm -hmm. piece of wearable AR equipment or just your iPad. You are um, able to place a virtual object into your environment. An yep. example would be being able to have a model of the Eiffel Tower in your classroom so you can talk about uh, Paris or, or engineering or history or whatever you want to talk about. Um, virtual reality, on the other hand, would be where you're using a virtual reality headset, um, which again, work on mobile devices, quite often you plug them in. The most kind of accessible permutation of this is the Google Cardboard, which are very cheap to get hold of. You can even kind of just make. Yeah. And essentially that uh, allows you to go to Paris to look at the Eiffel Tower because um, what we're doing with virtual reality is completely replacing all of your vision yeah. and your hearing. We're replacing, not only are we putting stuff into your environment, we're taking you to a different environment. Yeah, so, that's, so a, that's, a, 
That's a great distinction. That's a, that's a good visual that either that you've got the Eiffel Tower in your classroom or you're actually in Paris looking at the Eiffel Tower. That's, that's, that's a good right. difference between AR and VR. That's good. Yeah, so vir- virtuality, your, your curoscope is AR. It's adding to what you're, what you're yes. looking at in your classroom. Primarily, yes. It's an augmented reality product. And for the sake of marketing, it's a lot easier for us to just pitch this an augmented reality product. But inside the experience, there are 360 videos that you can trigger. There's one in the blood. There's one in the alveoli of the lungs and there's one in the small intestine. And the reason we did that was to take you into spaces that are microscopic. So think of these as like endoscope experience. We almost called them that, but we thought there were enough buzzwords going around. So we just started (laughs) the video. And in the top right-hand corner of our app, there's a little Google Cardboard-looking icon, which puts the whole app into like a VR mode. Now, how this works with the AR is that you essentially get an augmented reality experience, but you're doing it through a headset, sort of like what I'd like to call kind of poor man's HoloLens. It works like a wearable headset. And, and of course, when you tr- from in that mode, when you trigger one of the 360 videos and you're teleported inside the blood, that is, that is as good as VR. And so we are definitely jumping in between the AR, VR medium. Yeah. Um, so I hope that makes sense. <laughs> no, it does. And I'm, I'm just imagining how, how exciting for kids, instead of just learning about blood or learning about that, that respiration process where, where the oxygen and, and the carbon dioxide kind of changes places in the alveoli to actually experience that being, you know, transported right in there through, through your guys' app. That's and awesome. very realistic as well, because like I say, our background was in CG animation, so it was really important for us to try and make this look as realistic as possible. There you it go. It's like a nice balance between making it look like a hideously distorted cadaver. Um, <laughs> then unless you're a trained physician, it's really hard to look at and understand the difference between a gallbladder and a pancreas and a lung. It kind of, it's just all this smudgy mess. Um, what we did is we took a diagrammatic 3D model um, of a body yep. that no one would ever look like. Like maybe if you cut open Ken or Barbie, they look like that inside. Of <laughs> but but we then textured it realistically and gave it kind of a wet look. And the reason for that was that it's then visually very clear what you're seeing. Like you can distinguish between the organs, but that you connect with them as real because the materials, the textures, and the shading. Um, is is physically based and accurate um, as much as as much as a mobile phone can kind of handle without cooking. Right, right, we, and we, and we did cook some mobile phones in the testing of this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would have to say, Ben, uh, I think you and your team did a did a fantastic job. Uh, it's a, it, it, like I said, it's it, it almost is is like art. It's that um, beautifully well done. Um, Thank you. If you're a teacher, if you're an educator, if you're a parent that wants to to unlock. Uh, the mysteries of the human body t- to your kids, whether it's in a classroom at home, uh, this is ideally the best way to do it. It shows them, shows them what it's like. It makes it real because it's on themselves. And, and again, you can, they can even do it on their own because they can use that selfie cam and be able to see inside them. And it's a great idea. Like it's, like you said, it's simple. And um, I think a lot of teachers could benefit from it. So We've had, we've had a great time uh, chatting with you, Ben, uh, just to get kind of your thoughts on a couple last things. But again, I want to encourage people to, to just even just search YouTube, check it out. If you haven't already, if you haven't already paused the episode to look, check out search Curoscope 
it's it's really incredible. Is things like this part of the future of STEM education? I think if we have it our way, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I don't just mean that selfishly. Uh, you know, as you know, with, with, with like capitalist in in mind. I, I mean it like we just think that allowing people to connect with reality as as much as possible and giving them an objective ability to just kind of learn about it at their own pace and be engaged with it is a healthy thing for for society really yeah. i mean yeah that's kind of really what inspires us to to keep working very hard yeah. and like i said i mean and, and we talked about that that heart rate feature and and you guys are consistently adding other things you got resources on the website that are available for teachers powerpoints um, things that they can download and and hand out um, things that help to enhance that that process. And again, if you if you come up with great ways, uh, educators, once you guys order some of your own, share them. Definitely, definitely, we want to hear because we can only we're not educators. We're we're, we're kind of we were your students <laughs> that, <laughs> that like got left school, you know, wanting to kind of bring something back into it. And we 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 want to we want to learn about what your challenges are. And so that we can really nail it on the head. I mean, all those resources you mentioned, they were, at the time, we realized the biggest issue that teachers were having was uh, the time it takes to be prepared for a lesson. And we thought that, like, wow, the T-shirt really helps because it's an out-of-the-box way of engaging the classroom. But we were like, yeah, but a teacher then has to find the time to work out how to make the T-shirt work in their lesson. And, And we realized that was beyond the scope of the app and that with some simple time and energy working with teachers and we uh put together some nice and easy in a totally in a format that teachers recognize lesson plans and activities that you can download right now for free but most a lot of them don't even need the t-shirt that was other important thing to us was like just produce stuff that's just valuable but of yeah. course the t-shirt can be very valuable in those as well um, and, and, and that just like, again, that came from talking to teachers. So anyone who's got any thoughts and feedback, hit us up, go to our website. There's a live chat there. That's as good a place as any. You'll probably pick me up. I look after a bunch of that. <laughs> or su- support at curioscope.com or a- a- anything really or on Twitter, cool. you know, wherever you feel comfortable talking. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Thank you, Ben. And then um, one last question I love to ask everybody just to kind of get a little more of an insight into into the guest. Uh, If you could have dinner with somebody from science or education and technology, engineering, math, uh, who would would it be? Uh, It's really tough. I've got I've got a couple of names in my head and I think go for it. You can have you can have a whole dinner party. It's fine. I'll have a dinner party. Right. So I'd love to um, sit down and have another chat with um, Chris Hatfield. Uh, Canadian astronaut. We've bumped into yeah. Chris a number of times now, and um, we're like a big fan of his. And um, we maybe think he could sing a Bowie song at the end, the dinner party. <laughs> Great. And yeah. then uh, along the lines of space, I think it'd be awesome to have uh, Professor Brian Cox there as well. Um, I, I think you guys maybe are aware of probably seen Professor Brian Cox. He's done some amazing yep. BBC documentaries about the universe. Yeah. Um, he introduced a couple of amazing concepts to me that blew my mind. And one of them being that the only reason the bits between the stars is black is because the light from the stars in between those bits haven't reached us yet. <laughs> so maybe, maybe if one eventually when it all reached us, it's all white, completely bright, which is just like, that's a weird thought. 
that's a weird thought. And then obviously, <laughs> I'd uh, you know, I'd love to just have um, I'd love to have Sir David Amber at the table as well, right? Because yeah. um, he's inspired. He, he was like the commissioner and founder of BBC Two, um, and and BBC Two's um, mandate was to educate and entertain. And of course, yep. that really I think is the beginning of of them kind of education entertainment like he's, he's given birth to something that really didn't exist previous to that point edu- uh, television was talking radio yeah exactly yeah so what a what a person to kind of be able to sit down with the augmented and virtual reality yeah, yeah. and ben I, I don't know as soon as you mentioned you know astronauts i'm now i was thinking like how interesting would it be thinking about the effect of they talked about the effect of space of being in space for a, a long period of time. Um, maybe, maybe that's a future feature of the uh, virtuality. So if you'd like to go back in time, to see a dinosaur, <laughs> if you'd like to go to the Colosseum in Rome, if you'd like to shrink down to the size of an insect, if you'd like to stand at the top of a volcano, or if you'd like to float off of the side of the space station in orbit of earth, then you absolutely need to check out our book that we partnered with Dawn and Kindersley. It's a book all about VR. And okay. the app is, again, partners with an app, the free app that you download. And it's got really lovely educational VR experiences in there that do all the things I've just listed. There you Which go. That's awesome. Very realistically. So we can do that already. We can take it to space. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Ben. Uh, it's been great chatting with Ben Kidd from Curoscope and uh, your amazing simple idea of a, of a virtuality um just thanks again ben for for creating something that helps us as educators to help open up the the eyes and the minds of more kids to to love science technology engineering and math brilliant well thank you um very much for your kind words and, and inviting me on to uh talk to your audience um yeah yeah thank you very much chris yep and as always check out all the great uh stem everyday podcasts you can subscribe on itunes or your favorite podcast app and you can find me on twitter at daily stem and we'll talk to you again next time you're listening to this podcast on the esdac broadcasting network to find more information about this or other podcast shows please visit remarkablechatter.com